0: Good morning, brethren. The Lord bless you all in Jesus' name. I'm sure many of you, especially those who come to us in the diaspora with the time difference, would already be getting worried that we have not come home exactly by eight. We uh, have Nigerian time, uh, which would be in different time zones where you are. We are very sorry. We are a few technical issues, which our technical team have um, expertly and professionally sorted out. The Lord bless our technical team in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we bless you, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be your presence again this morning. We ask, Lord, as we continue part two of this series of Tablets of Destiny that you teach us and that us deep revelation to fulfill purpose and destiny in Jesus' name. Thank you, Precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We especially yeah. appreciate and thank our Father, the Lord, that the Jew Pastor here the for the tremendous work that he is doing, blessing us every Sunday, every blessed Sunday since this pandemic. That's indeed a lot of hard work and the assiduity. And the Lord bless you, sir, Daddy. We thank our Daddy, the prophets, for the encouragement he has given us even to continue to uh, relate with the church and our beloved brethren over the world uh, on this platform. The Lord bless you, sir, for your great insight. Last Sunday, I began to minister on the stabilizers of destiny, and I extensively and deeply um, interrogated the issue of knowledge as a precursor Uh, to sources, and indeed a stabilizer of destiny, Thinking it from Isaiah chapter number 33 and verse number 6. This morning we are going to look at the second stabilizer of destiny, which is wisdom. Wisdom. Now let me read from Exodus chapter 31. Exodus 31, from 1 to 6. And I did say last Sunday that knowledge and wisdom are contaminants and that they are complementary, that you cannot have knowledge and lack wisdom and the destiny will be stabilized, that they work together. Now, all the other stabilizers of destiny are also complementary. They are intercomplementary. They work together. It's an osmosis. So you cannot have one exclusively, and you lack the other stabilizer, and that destiny will be stabilized. No, they must work together. The Lord bless us as we keep to this in the name of Jesus. Exodus 1, 1-6. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bessalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hor, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled them with the Spirit of God. Now, note that. The Spirit of God, a wisdom. Beautiful. So, that the Spirit of God, a wisdom. So, wisdom is a Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Wisdom is a Spirit of God. and understanding and a knowledge. in knowledge. So, knowledge is also a Spirit of God and in all manner of workmanship, all manner of technical expertise. That's what that's what workmanship here means. All manners of, of technical expertise, yes. all yes. manners of career finance. First of all, to devise holy works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, to devise, That means for infants. So there cannot be inventions without knowledge. There cannot be inventions (laughs) without wisdom. So medical inventions cannot take place without knowledge. Medical inventions are bathed by knowledge and devised in wisdom. Medical inventions are bathed in knowledge and devised in wisdom. So career expertise, workmanship, is a function of the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. So you cannot be, you cannot experience and display expertise, also you are knowledgeable in that field and you are wise also. So the, the acquisition of knowledge without the dispensation of wisdom, amongst to mere career futility, nothing will be achieved. Very important. To defense corny works, to work in gold, and in silver, and in brass, and in cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship, and then fastens the last one. And behold, I have given him with him Aholiab, the son of Ahissamath, of the time of Dan in all the hearts of all that are wise at it. That's where I'm going. And I have put wisdom that they may make all that have commanded thee. So, if though Moses received the revelation, he lacked the expertise. Beautiful. Exodus 31, 1 to 6. If although Moses received the revelation, he received the inspiration. He had the motivation, but he lacked the expertise. Inspiration and revelations from God will not find expression in the destiny when they are not backed up by knowledge and wisdom. Inspiration, motivation, divine revelations, until they are backed up by knowledge and wisdom they remain in the realm of conjectures and in the realm of futility. So it is, when you, when you receive revelations from God and you are motivated by the Holy Spirit, you need knowledge and expertise to knowledge and wisdom to give it expression. So the Moses had received the revelation and the inspiration, they were meant to it, it be an Ethiopian, Though Moses had received the revelation and inspiration, but all that he received will be in the realm of Ethiopia. They will not come to realism until there is knowledge in display and wisdom in application. So, inspiration and motivation remain in the realm of Ethiopia. They don't attain realism until they are backed up by knowledge and wisdom. So the Lord said he gave him Bezalel, the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, and also anointed Aholiam to be with him, so that what God told Moses can come to pass. This is a this is secret. This is a deep secret. So if though God has spoken to you, even though God has given you an idea in your field, in your business, in your area of study, that idea may remain elusive until you receive knowledge and wisdom on that idea. So for the revelation God gave Moses to find reality and expression and pragmatism, it had to be catapulted, it had to be activated by the knowledge the expertise, the wisdom, and I love this, the professionalism of, of Mr. Bezalim, a professional. I pray for you today, all over the world, as you listen to me, that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge to stabilize your destiny. The destiny of Moses will have worked, good, if not for the stabilization through it. Through Bethelel, by the application of knowledge and wisdom. Now, look at that first 3 that I read. Let me say what word and then move on. Let me repeat it. First three Exodus 31. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom. Sir, may you receive the Spirit of God in wisdom. Anywhere you are, as you see the loudest three Amen, may you receive the Spirit of wisdom in Jesus' name. He said, And in understanding. So until you have understanding, despite the inspiration from God, until you have understanding, despite the revelation from God, (laughs) until you have understanding, despite your ambitions, until you have understanding, despite the motivation you have, you cannot be outstanding in your destiny. Until you have understanding, you cannot be outstanding in your destiny. Until you have understanding, you cannot be outstanding in that chosen field of study. I pray that the Lord will grant you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. So, wisdom is key to stabilizing our destiny. It's not just knowledge, but you must also have wisdom, which is the application, the right application, the appropriate application of the knowledge that you have. Look, chapter number two and verse two. Look to, verse 52. The Bible says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. That's a beautiful one. So Jesus, carrying the spirit of wisdom, increased in wisdom. So wisdom can increase gradually. The wisdom you require as a primary school student or pupil is not the wisdom you require as an undergraduate. The wisdom you require as an undergraduate is not that which is applicable as a PhD student or researcher. I pray for you, wherever you are in your world, the Lord will increase you in wisdom. The Lord will promote you in wisdom you will grow in wisdom. But like I said last Sunday, wisdom, not like they are all not starting. And that shall be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse number 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse number 12. says, for wisdom is a defense. And money is a defense. So when you are wise, you are defended by your wisdom. That's when you know how to talk. When not to talk, we are to talk. When to talk, what to say, we not to talk, which I call the modus et forma of communication. The modus et forma of communication. What to say, how to say it, where to say it, and when to say it. That's very important. So wisdom is always a defense. When you are wise, you know how to restrict yourself in your formalizations. For wisdom is a defense, money is a defense, but the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Wisdom giveth life to them that have it. May somebody have understanding of this teaching this morning? All over the world as you listen. May somebody have understanding of this great teaching Today, or your life will never, never, never change. Will never never change for the for the downwards. By this teaching, the Lord will promote you and catapult you to great success. He said, Wisdom giveth life. Someone say wisdom, where you are, wisdom giveth life. This simply means when you have wisdom, your destiny is enlivened. He said, Wisdom giveth life. So when you have wisdom, your destiny is enlivened. So you need wisdom for your destiny to receive life. So I say here, with great self-restraint and understanding that wisdom is the life that gifeth life. And put it another way, Wisdom is the blood of life. Wisdom is the life that giveth life, because it is a spirit. And wisdom is the blood that giveth life. When a living organism, when a when a human being lacks blood, that human being is dead. The Bible says the life of the animal is in the blood. That's what the Bible says. The life of the animal is in the blood. So when the blood is off, when the blood dries off, a human human being dies. When the blood dries off, a human being dies. And the Bible says the life of the animal is in the blood. So when wisdom giveth life, it simply means wisdom is the blood of life. So no matter your attainment, in your education, no matter your material acquisitions in life, when you lack wisdom, you lack the blood to sustain life. When you lack wisdom, you lack the blood to sustain life. When you lack wisdom, you lack the blood, the blood to sustain life. So that destiny may dry off, like like a human being, like an animal. That lacks blood, that will dry off the life of the animal is the blood. The Bible says. So when you lack wisdom, the life, life may dry off. Destiny may dry off. May your destiny not dry off in the mighty name of Jesus. So when you lack wisdom, your destiny wobbles. Because you say the wisdom give it, that wisdom giveth life to them that have it that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. So you require wisdom for your destiny not to wobble. If you are not wise, you are a fool. So if wisdom gives life, it follows that foolishness gives death. Therefore a foolish person is prone to premature death. Wow, great revelation. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 12. part C that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. This is very key. If there's something you have taken away in this teaching, don't forget this one. That wisdom giveth life to them that have it. So, and the opposite of a wise man is a, is a foolish man. So if when you are wise, it injects life into you. Then it means that when you are foolish, it detracts life, it suppresses life, it takes away life from you. So while wisdom, while a wise man who has received wisdom will have life to on to, a foolish man who lacks wisdom will be prone to premature death. Because he goes where he should not go, he eats what he should not eat. He drinks what he should not drink. He says what he should not say. He does not listen to medical advice. He does not listen to professional advice. He's a fool. I pray that every every spirit of foolishness in our lives die today in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of imbecility, every spirit of foolishness, every spirit of mental poverty, I command them, every spirit of intellectual laziness. I command them to die today in the name of Jesus. May you receive the spirit to be wise, the spirit of wisdom. May it come upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you that as you treasure in life, this spirit will overshadow you and overwhelm you, that you be a huge success in the mighty name of Jesus. So wisdom is key. Number three. Third stabilizer of destiny. The first one is knowledge, the second one is wisdom, and the third one is diligence. Diligence to be diligent means to be industrious, to be diligent means to be assiduous, to be diligent means to be punctilious, to be diligent means to be enterprising, to be fairly sedulous. When you are are consistent in the work of your hands and when you are consistent in your pursuit of efforts, you are said to be diligent. So when you are diligent, you are enterprising, you are industrious. What you are given to do, you do it meticulously, with great attention. You are focused on that area that you are. A diligent person is is never a jack of all trade and a master of none, no. A diligent person is focused, is committed, is, is versatile. Now the scriptures talks about diligence in such a beautiful way that diligence is so key to stabilizing our destiny and our future. And I've said that all the stabilizers work together, that, that they are mutually complementary, that none is exclusive, that they work together. So if you may have knowledge, if you lack wisdom, the destiny will not have a knack for success. If you have wisdom, you lack knowledge, the destiny will still wobble. Now, if you have knowledge, you have wisdom, and you lack diligence, that destiny cannot be called off. So, you need knowledge, you need wisdom, and you need diligence for a secured and colorful future. Pastor, how do you know? Diligence is a proven biblical therapy against indigence. Diligence is, is a proven biblical therapy against indigence. Indigence means poverty, lack, insufficiency, impoverishment. So diligence is, is a profound and established time-tested. I love that. Diligence is a time-tested therapy. Diligence is a time-tested therapy against indigence. Diligence is a time-tested therapy against indigence. the bible says in all labor there is profit in all labor there is profit so every enterprising and assiduous person every hardworking person is entitled to profit that's what the bible is saying once you have knowledge you have wisdom and then you are hardworking Indigence cannot find a place in your family. It's only when you are just merely hardworking and you lack knowledge and you lack wisdom that your workaholicism may not guarantee success. It's only when you are just diligent and hardworking, but you are not knowledgeable about what you are doing and you lack wisdom. Of what you are doing, that your workaholism will not guarantee success. But when you have knowledge, you have wisdom, and you are diligent, your hard work delivers success and sublime. Your hard work delivers success and sublimely. Your hard work delivers success and sublime. Praise the Lord. So diligence defeats indigence. I pray every form of poverty and lack and indigence indigence in our lives, today they are rebuked by the spirit of knowledge, by the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of diligence that is coming upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. So diligence is the highway to career explosion. Diligence is the highway to career explosion. No employer wants to employ a lazy and slothful worker. No employer wants to employ a, 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 a slumbery and sluggish worker. It does not matter you are the first class in school. When the practical aspect comes and you are sleeping on your desk in the office, you are fired. When you don't have the requisite energy to do what you have to do, to work the number of hours you have to work the degree to becomes useless. Sir, you can have degrees and you are drained. Sir, you can have certificates and you are castrated. You can have degrees and your destiny is drained. You can have degrees in school, from school, and your destiny is drained. You can have certificates and yet your career and your future is castrated. So you must combine knowledge, wisdom, and diligence together. So diligence is the highway to career explosion. When you are employed in the company or you work in an office, and they see that you are hardworking, you are seduous, you are consistent, you are focused, you are sedulous, you are continuous, you come on time, you walk around the clock, there is no way you will not be promoted. Diligence guarantees promotion. Until you are diligent, you are not satisfied for success. Until you are diligent, you are not satisfied for success. Proverbs 12, and verse number 24. Profiles 12, verse number 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Slothful means lazy. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule. So the diligent is a pace setter. The hand of the diligence are bear So, when you are diligent, you are a pace setter. Diligence confers mastery <laughs> on you in your chosen field. Diligence confers mastery on you in your chosen field. But the more you try and sometimes make mistakes, the better you are. The more you try and sometimes make mistakes, the better you are. The more you try and sometimes make mistakes, the better you are. So your chosen field of study, when you are diligent, it simply says that you are working towards mastery in that field. So diligence confers mastery in your chosen field. A diligent man is a a ruler in the making. A diligent man is a ruler in the making. A diligent man is a ruler in the making. Proverbs 12 and 1st. Number 24. The hand of the diligent shall be a rule. So, as a diligent person, you are indeed making attempts to exercise mastery in that field. And mastery will be conferred over time. I pray that the Lord will grant you mastery in your field of study in the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. Proverbs 10:4. He become poor that dealeth with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make it rich. The hand of the diligent make it rich. So a diligent hand is an insured hand for richness. A diligent hand is a certified hand for prosperity. You don't pray down prosperity. You don't fast down prosperity. You acquire knowledge. You acquire wisdom. You follow the principles. You are diligent. And then prosperity becomes your partner, your easy partner. That will be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 22, as I begin to round up this session. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 29. Proceed thou a man diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before me, men. That's very important. So diligence confers kingship in your field of study. You have one to acknowledge you and bow before you, then be diligent in your field of study. You want to have international renown, be diligent in your field of study. You want to succeed in the ministry, be diligent in the ministry. Be hardworking, be as serious, be focused in the ministry. That's very important. So what guarantees you passage, what guarantees you access to kingship is diligence. Is diligence. When when you are slothful, you are not hardworking. So when when you are slothful, your destiny slows down. When you are slothful, your destiny slows down. When you are slothful, your destiny slows down. Laziness is, is, sure, is a sure culmination of the poverty of your mind that maybe it is not achievable, that maybe I cannot do it. But once you have knowledge, you have wisdom, and you don't have the poverty of the mind, you are not listening. You are diligent. You are hardworking. Your hands are working. You can be sure of a glorious, and a colorful future. I pray for all of you who have listened to me today, that as you acquire knowledge, as you apply wisdom, and as you are diligent, the Lord will grant you success, the Lord will stabilize your destiny, and give you intergenerational blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many of you want to give your life to Christ, who wants to have the spirit of wisdom, I've told you this a spirit, Exodus 31, verse 1 to 6. You cannot acquire the Spirit of God until you know that God, until you hear the voice of that God. And you can only do that by knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. As many of you that want to do so, our numbers will be on the screen. immediately after this ministration, contact our page. We are going to reach you. It's no matter where you are. We have churches all over the world. We have branches of the redeemed presence of God in every nation of the world. And we can be sure to direct to the right place to worship after this meeting. Please, this your offering, your tithes, as you are led by the Holy Spirit, they are for the business of the kingdom. They are for the business of the kingdom. The, the, the accounts are in the name of the church, and we are accountable to the national importance of the church. They hold it our accounts regularly. You have nothing to fear. No matter what you have sown, it will get to the church. And you will be blessed. And our Father, and Lord, and Lord, you will be praying for you. And shall be where we see this us let us pray our father in heaven, we bless you we thank you for this wonderful session we ask O oh lord that the blessings of today shall be permanent daddy if last week as we received the blessing of wisdom and knowledge extensively on wisdom today and then we have received the blessings of diligence that should particularize these things which are much forward to a glorious future a colorful destiny and destabilize destiny in the name of Jesus. And it shall be well with you all. Thank you, precious Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. God bless you. Good morning, brethren, all over the world. We thank God once again for the opportunity to meet again and gather at the feet of the Master. This cannot be ordinary coincidence, but a special grace of God that we are able to meet again. Um, there is no gain saying that the um, grace to live, the grace to be alive is exclusively within the preserve of the Almighty God. So we give Him praise for casting us worthy to be alive. And we thank God for this series of teachings in the last two weeks on the stabilizers of destiny. I have a passion for the fulfillment, for the actualization of destiny. And that's what has prompted me to depth deeply and profoundly into scriptures on the mysteries of destiny, which has um, led to this teaching on the stabilization of destiny. I pray that as we continue the teaching today, the Lord will help us and grant us better and deeper understanding, um, much, much clearer comprehension in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Our Father and heaven, we thank you. Bless your name for the previous teachings. We thank you for the opportunity to hear you again today. As we proceed today, daddy, help us. Grant us understanding and let that be positive impact. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I've mentioned three stabilizers of destiny in the course of the teaching. We mentioned knowledge. We mentioned wisdom. And last Sunday, we dealt um, extensively on diligence. Um, Today, I'm talking about integrity. Integrity is the fourth stabilizer of destiny. And this is very important. Integrity. Integrity is the quality of being fair. Integrity is the quality of being honest. Integrity is the quality of being upright. So integrity is uprightness, is honesty, fairness. You are said to have integrity when you are honest. You are said to have integrity when you have rectitude. You are said to have integrity when you are trustworthy. So integrity is about rectitude. It's about trustworthiness. It is the quality of being fair, of being honest. The quality of being upright and trustworthy. And this is very important don't forget that i said in the introductory remarks when we started and in the course of the teaching also that all these stabilizers are compl- mutually complementary and contaminants so you cannot have one and lack the other you must possess all the stabilizers for your destiny to swear and i pray that your destiny will swear above all competition will swear above all rivalry we swear above all deficiencies we swear above the geograph- limitations of geographical location limitations of education in the mighty name of jesus now I take the scriptures for integrity from james chapter number five and first number twelve james chapter five and first number twelve but above all things my brethren swear not neither by heaven neither by the earth neither by any other oath, but let your ye be ye, and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. This is a very powerful scripture. That it is not your swearing that will smear the enemy, it is not your swearing that will sweeten your future. No, it is not by cursing and swearing by hoof that guarantees a decorated future. It is not by swearing and oath taking <laughs> that success is guaranteed. Integrity is a key element for the for 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 the for to guarantee success in life. Integrity is a key stabilizer of destiny. It is not by swearing, it is not by what you swear with that makes people to believe you you may swear by the bible and yet you are telling lies you may swear by any other book and yet you are fabricating lies that's what the scripture is saying here we have many people all over the world not peculiarly to nigeria who are leaders in all factually in all the arms of government legislature, judiciary and the executive who swear by all manners of things including the holy bible and the result thereof is not palatable. <laughs> so it's not by swearing with the holy books that it is known that you are honest. That that's what James is saying here. What what confirms your honesty, what translates to integrity, that is required for a stabilized future, is your ability to say it, and it is found to be so. The ability to say it the way it is, the ability not to concord it. The ability not to fabricate it, proclivity not to manufacture it. Saying it the way it is, let your ye be year and let your ni be ye. Discipline means when you say yes, it is yes. What you say is what happens. What you say is what you do. Discipline means you are not in the category of people who say, do what I say but don't do what I do. No. That what you say is what is done. What you say is what you do. That's what the scripture is saying. That to have a guaranteed future, a stabilized destiny, apart from possessing knowledge, apart from applying wisdom, apart from dispensing diligence, that you must indeed also possess the requisite integrity to cement and concretize knowledge, knowledge, Wisdom and diligence. And it's very important. Indeed, integrity, is, integrity is, more of, it is more of a facet of our character than precepts of the Bible. Integrity is more of a facet of our character than precepts of the Bible. It's more of who we have. So, integrity has to do with character. And listen carefully. Knowledge and wisdom and diligence may open doors of success unto you. It takes character to keep the door open. <laughs> Don't forget that. Knowledge, wisdom and diligence that I've taught you, that the Holy Spirit has taught us, may open doors of success for you, but it takes character to keep the door open. Knowledge and wisdom and diligence may give you, may position you in an office, may give you a political appointment, may give you a career appointment, may give you a professional recognition, but it takes character to sustain that office. So, knowledge, wisdom, and diligence may catapult you to the top, but the the character may castrate you from the top. I love that. Knowledge, wisdom, and diligence may catapult you to the top. But character might may, may castrate you from the top. So you, you may be catapulted to the top. You may be galvanized to the top by knowledge which you have, by wisdom, by diligence, your hard work, to your place of work, and you are promoted to be the enemy. But when you lack character, you will crash. So, why knowledge and wisdom and diligence catapult to the top? Knowledge, at the absence of character can crash you from the top. My prayer for you is this you will not crash from the top in the name of Jesus. Your destiny will not be castrated. Knowledge, wisdom, knowledge and wisdom and diligence may catapult your destiny to the top, but character, may castrate you and castrate your future while knowledge, wisdom, diligence, catapult will be taught character can castrate the, the future I pray that your future will not be castrated in the name of Jesus I pray that the doors opened unto you by knowledge and wisdom and diligence will be sustained by your character so integrity is more of character And that is why though you are anointed in the ministry, though you carry anointing in the ministry, when you lack integrity, that anointing may end up as annoyance. You may have anointing. The Lord may bestow you with great anointing in the ministry. But anointing that is not lubricated by the requisite character may end up in divine annulments anointing not lubricated by requisite character may culminate in divine annulment anointing not lubricated by the requisite character may culminate in divine annulment check out Samson; he had the anointing but he lacked the character to stay at the top (laughs) so you need the anointing but the anointing will be useless and may end in shape if that anointing is not backed up by character. You may get, a, you may be able to access an office, you may get a political post, you may get a career office, you may get a professional recognition. Oh, you will know very well. If in my profession, legal profession, there are people have been conferred with the sick, and then it was withdrawn because the character to sustain it at the top was not there. So, it is very important that you you have the knowledge, you possess the wisdom, and then you apply diligence, then you possess integrity to sustain you at the top. I pray that the Lord will grant you the, 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 the knowledge, the wisdom, the diligence, and the integrity to sustain you at the top in the mighty name of Jesus. Very important. Now, Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, Matthew 5, verse 37, but let your communication be ye, ye, ne, ne. This, this is very important, let what you say, your communication, be ye, ye, for whatsoever is more than this comments of evil. Now, this simply means that in your, in your, in your communication, you must be straight, you must be simple. You must be pellucid. That it is the absence of integrity that makes you to delve into unnecessary famosity. When you have integrity, you don't talk too much. The little that you say carry weight because they know that you will fulfil, you will accomplish, you will fulfil, you will do what you have said. It's when you want to play games, that you start manipulating words. It's when you are not honest with your position, that you dance around your position. (laughs) It's when you are not honest with your position, that you dance around your position. Employ all manners of words and semantics. But when you are honest, you are fair, you are straight. Your words are simple. They are concise. They are positive. They are direct they are reliable, they are very simple. So, garulity defeats integrity. Garulity defeats integrity. Garulity defeats integrity. When you are garrulous, you are likely going to lack integrity. But you say things that you ought not to say, you force out things that ought not to come out from your mouth. That's why the Bible says that your communication must be very simple Yes, yes. No, no. That whatever is more than this amounts to evil. So that is integrity. Let the church members know that what pastor says it is yes, it is yes. Let your workers in your office know that when the MB says this yes, it is yes. Let your employees know that when the, our 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 manager says it is yes, it is yes. Let those who work with you, let the citizens of your country know. That when as a leader, as a political leader, you say it is yes, it is yes. Don't dance around words. Integrity. Integrity. The future is stabilized by integrity. Destiny is stabilized by integrity. No matter the wisdom you have, no matter the knowledge you have, no matter the diligence you have, when you lack integrity, the future can crash. Now, Look at this analogy, very important. Knowledge, destiny is like a vehicle. Destiny is like a vehicle. Knowledge is the driver of that vehicle. Wisdom is the engine of that vehicle. Diligence is all the electrical and mechanical Parts of that vehicle and then integrity is the tires, the wheels of that vehicle. So, when you have the knowledge, the driver is available, you have the engine intact, you have the mechanical mechanical, uh, aspects intact, but there are no tires in the vehicle, it will be demobilized. So why knowledge propels you? while wisdom catapults you? Why diligence strengthens your position to get to the top? The absence of character demobilizes you. <laughs> I love that. So you must possess character to be mobile in your destiny. You must possess character character integrity to be mobile in your destiny you must possess integrity to be mobile in your destiny you must possess integrity to be mobile in your destiny very important very important I pray that the Lord will grant you the requisite integrity to move on in life the requisite integrity to sustain your success the requisite integrity to stay at the top in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I would like to look at some of the things that integrity is just introduction. Let me now look at the things, the functions of integrity. The functions of integrity in our lives related to destiny. Number one, God measures our integrity to determine our worth. Pastor, what all you may. God measures our integrity to determine our worth. 2. Chapter 2 and fast number 3. Job 2 and fast number 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou considerest myself a Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feared God and is quite evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. Look at that. He holdeth fast his integrity. Hmm. Although thou must first me against him to destroy him without cause. What a testimony! What a testimony! God is saying here that the worth of a man is determined by his integrity. The worth of a man's life is determined by his integrity. This was displayed the extreme level of integrity you can never think of. He had an agreement with the father. From heaven for the salvation of mankind, when he saw the pain and the agony ahead, say, My father, can this call pass through me? Can this call pass over? They remembered, say No, I can't do this. I'm a man of integrity. Say, No, daddy, let your will be done. I can't go back. That's integrity. That's what the scripture is saying here. God here gave a glowing testimony in my father, Job. And told the devil, This is a man of integrity. So God measures our integrity to determine our worth before Him. God measures our integrity to determine our worth before Him. Don't forget my definition of integrity trustworthiness. Trustworthiness. So God measures our integrity to determine our worth. Number two, when you lack integrity, you end up a lackey. To sin. Number two, when you lack integrity, you end up a lucky to sin. Now, Genesis Genesis 20 and verse 6. Genesis 20, verse 6. The story of Abimelech and Abraham and Sarah. And God said unto him in a dream, that's for Abimelech. Yeah, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart. You didn't know. You would not have taken the woman. You thought it was the wife of Abraham. <laughs> and Sarah had and said. That she was a sister to Abraham. I know you didn't know, for I also will tell thee from sinning against me. Now, because you didn't know your integrity, the integrity of your heart, I will not count it as a sin against you. But suffered so did not to touch her. So God is saying here, I know you have integrity. Your integrity has saved you, because it was because you were told, you were not told the true position. You would not have done this. You would not have attempted to go into sin i would have punished you but because of your integrity god said i will not punish you so integrity grants you a measure of favor before god that's very important so when you lack integrity you end up in lack to sin it is the absence of integrity that gives you the predilection to want to disobey god it is the absence of integrity that gives you a predilection to want to disobey god it is the absence of integrity that gives you a predilection to disobey god and disobedience to god is sin. so you cannot be in obedience unto god until you have integrity that's what we are saying you cannot be in obedience unto god until you have integrity may the lord help you to build your integrity that your yes, is year, that your name is made. Integrity boosts your confession for obedience to God's word. Your integrity writes on your destiny, rights on the wings of your integrity. Sir, falsehood may travel within a short time and get to a contrived destination in life. Falsehood may travel within a short time. And get to a contrived destination in life. But truth and feracity will catch up with it over time. When it catches up, it will destroy all the castles of lies, all the castles of deception that falsehood has built over the years. So there is no gain in falsehood. Stand right, say it as it is, then your future. Is certain. Say it as it is. Your destiny will be stabilized, and that will be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, you may have the know-how. That is the knowledge. You may have wisdom. You may be diligent. But when you lack integrity, your destiny will be grounded, completely grounded. First Kings chapter nine, verse four. First Kings chapter nine, verse four. And if thou wilt walk before me, God was talking. To Solomon, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart, in integrity of heart, and in uprightness, to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and will keep my statutes and judgments, so God is saying here unto Solomon, the only reason why you'll be successful on the throne, the only reason why your destiny as a king will shine, is for you to be upright in heart your father did had that and that's why he succeeded so if you will walk in integrity of heart, you are sure of the sources of your aid if you walk in integrity of your heart you are sure of the sources of your destiny you are sure that your destiny will not be castrated so you cannot walk with god sir except you have integrity that's what the scripture is saying you cannot walk with god except you have integrity number four Integrity is a lifetime asset. Integrity is a lifetime asset. Integrity is a lifetime asset. Integrity, I have told you, is a quality of character. I said it's more of a facet of character than pieces from of the Bible. It is, not, it is not what you have today and you lose tomorrow. No. It is not what you have today and you are bereft of it tomorrow. No. You must have it constantly to have a secure future. And a decorated destiny. Anytime integrity is lost, destiny is entire. Any Anytime integrity is lost, destiny is Any Anytime integrity is lost, destiny is entire. It's buried. Anytime integrity is lost, Destiny is intact. Destiny is buried. Integrity drives your destiny. Integrity drives your destiny. It is the wheels of the vehicles. It drives your destiny. The driver may be available. The engine is sand. The engine is sand. The electrical functions, all the lights are working. They work perfectly fine. The driver is available. We're trained. Knowledge is there. Wisdom is available. Diligence is intact. But when the wheels are not there, in the vehicle, it cannot move. Very important. May God grant you understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Integrity. Integrity. Don't forget. When integrity is lost, destiny is intact. So, integrity is a lifetime asset. You don't have it today and you lose it tomorrow. No. It, it, it must be constant. It's a constant factor in the journey of life. It's a constant factor in the journey of life. It's a constant factor in the journey of life. Number five, integrity is one of the core values of God. One of the core values of God. Titus chapter one and verse number two, In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began? So, integrity is an attribute of godliness. You you are prone to being godly. Integrity is an attribute of godliness. So, when you have integrity, you are prone to being godly. You are prone to being godly. No wonder Job chapter 27 verse 5 says, Job 27 and verse number 5, God forbid that I should justify you till I die. I will not remove my integrity from me. He's saying here, because it's a lifetime asset, until I die, I must possess it. I told you, integrity is a lifetime asset. So he said, until I die, I must possess it. Not now, I have it, tomorrow I don't have it. Then it goes further, in Titus 1-2, he says, God that cannot lie, and probably before the world began, in the hope of eternal life. Very important. I pray for you in the name of Jesus, that as we strive towards eternal life, the Lord will grant you the integrity to sustain your journey of life in the name of Jesus. It's an attribute of godliness. Numbers 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that I should lie. Neither is of a man that I should repent. As he said, I will not do it. That's integrity. As he spoke, and it shall not make it good. Integrity. Integrity. Number six integrity gives integrity gives you a standing before God before God that is something that we call local standing the ability to stand to pursue something integrity is what gives you standing before God Psalm 41 verse 12 and as for me thou upholdest me in my integrity and settest me before thy face forever and set me before thy face forever, and set it me before thy face forever. So you cannot be set before the face of God until you have integrity. So what sets you before God is your integrity. What sets you before God is your integrity. In other words, what stands you before God is your integrity. What stands you before God is your integrity. Very important. And again, first number, uh, number seven point, Integrity stabilizes your destiny for intergenerational blessings. Integrity stabilizes your destiny for intergenerational blessings. Proverbs chapter 21 7. Proverbs 27. The just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. I love this so much. And that's why I put it there as the last point. The just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. So, integrity stabilizes your destiny for intergenerational blessings. Prophets 27. When you have integrity, your children will benefit from your integrity. Somebody We have had several testimonies. Somebody, oh, that is the son of Mr. So-So-So. Let us him. Oh, that's the daughter of Mr. So-So-So. In many years to come. Integrity will be speaking for you in the name of Jesus. The integrity of your, of your parents can speak for your success. The integrity of your parents can speak for your future. In future, when your parents are long, long gone, when your grandparents are long gone, their integrity will still be speaking from the grief. Knowledge will not speak from the grief. Wisdom will not speak from the grief. Diligence will not speak from the grief. Integrity speaks from the grave. <laughs> integrity speaks from the grave. Yes, after your parents have gone, they'll say this to the son of Mr. Soso, who was honest, who did this, and they will reward you for the good and integrity of your parents. So, integrity delivers intergenerational blessings. I pray for you all, in the mighty name of Jesus, that integrity, we got to access to the throne of mercy, Integrity will grant you access to the throne of mercy, and the Lord God of Heaven will bless you. Even as you apply integrity in all that you do from today, let your ways change. It is never too late to do what is right. It is never too late to do what is right. Start today to show integrity in your place of work, in every area of your life, and you can be sure of a guaranteed and secure future and a stable destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. I mean, as many of you who wants to give your life to Jesus. Who wants to say, Lord, I know that I cannot be upright until I have integrity? Because you cannot be upright before God until you have a testimony of integrity before men. You cannot be upright before God until you have a testimony of integrity before men. Then I say, Lord, God, help me. I want to live an upright life. I want to have a testimony of, 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 of uprightness, of, of trustworthiness. Then the first thing to this to give your life to Jesus. Just give your life to you. Whatever you are, surrender your life to Jesus. And very soon the churches will be hopeful. You can walk into any of our parishes and then you can be sure that the Lord God of heaven will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. It shall be well with you. The Lord will keep you and prosper your ways. Let us pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the teaching of today. We ask, O Lord, therefore, as many that have their lives to Jesus. Lord, you will help them to grow and you help them to, to match in integrity in the name of Jesus. As many who have had us on integrity, that they begin to live a life of integrity for, for, the, for positive changes in their own lives, for a secure future, for a guaranteed destiny and for the good of our nation and the nation where you are all over the world and so shall it be. Thank you precious Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. God bless you. In the name of jesus please don't forget your offerings and your tithes your offerings and your tithes you will see display on the screen our account number uh the redeemed christian Church go in our local parish please you can transfer in there do online transfer it will be forwarded to our headquarters and the lord will bless you the mighty will god bless you